0: This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com. And by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com
1: This is A's Cast Live. Your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics.
2: And the pitch
3: is swung on. Hit the right field. Hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head. And
4: over the wall
5: you believe that? And
4: 29 other MLB clubs.
5: Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away, back,
2: gone. Go oh, hey. It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh, boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judging blast. All rise.
4: Here comes
5: the Judge.
0: Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe
1: from humidors, to spin rates, to game changing moments.
4: We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend.
0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to A's Cast Live, the Friday edition. Of course, it is happy hour here in the treehouse. We are not too far away from this place being packed. People are going to be in here watching the Warriors game, game six. Are you finally admitting that when you are down 3-1 that it is a must win? I know you never like to say people need to win anything. Will you now admit that this game is a must win?
1: I think this might be the this might be the biggest game of the Warriors season. Well, I don't know. Last night was or the other night was the biggest one. Now this is now the bigger
0: one. I mean, cuz if you don't win tonight, Seasons over. Seasons over. So the Warrior game will be on. Tip off is what seven o'clock.
1: Yeah, I heard someone say earlier that if the Warrior the the game the winner of this game wins the series. What well, that's. Think about it.
0: That's I, I, breaking news. Where well, I need to go to Twitter and tweet that.
1: If how how that. If the Lakers win, the series is over. But if the Warriors win, so they're going to win on Sunday. That's, that's a bold statement.
0: Oh, the, oh, the winner of tonight because then it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. over.
1: It's over Sunday. All right. Well, it's going to be over Sunday. Regardless. All
0: right. Uh-huh. Settle down, all you big take artists. All right. Coming up here, we've got a great show for you. A's Hall of Famer Dave Stewart is going to join us coming up here at 415. We have a player, TBD. TBD is always one of my favorites. TBD brings it. We'll say something controversial that may... Go viral. Player TBD can get a little mouthy.
1: Yeah, that's true. We were, I was told it could have been Brent Rooker, but uh, it's not going to be Brent Rook. It's not Rook? The, the, the guy's been on TV all week. I think we need oh, to
0: give him a break. Oh, wow. Well, he can be d Row but can't come on with us. I told, well,
1: that's because he, he, we heard, he heard that uh, I told you you wanted to break down your swing with him, and you are like, nah, I'm not going to be the guy that ruins him. We were talking about that yesterday. I was going to break down his <laughs> golf swing.
0: i was <laughs> not going to stick with his baseball swing. Dallas Braden, as we just said, the anniversary of the – perfect game on Mother's Day. Wasn't it weird that you're like, wait a minute, it's not Sunday. How is it just the way the dates line up? But yes, we just did. It was the 19th perfect game in Major League Baseball history, 2010 on Mother's Day. None of us who were a part of it will ever forget it. We'll talk to Dallas Braden about that. And I got some pitching things for him to talk about. And it's like, wow. Uh, And also, Mark Kotze, the manager of your Oakland Athletics will be here at 5 o'clock. This is... A very interesting Mark Katze show because we have never been in. Well, we've been in his office. We've never filmed in his office. So if you're listening, athletics.com slash A's we love you. If you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, or on Facebook, for the first time, you're going to see Mark Katze's office because obviously we've built a media room for him. You've seen us do multiple interviews in there, one recently with, with uh, David Force, the general manager. But you see where Mark Kotze always does after the game. You see it on NBC Sports California you, you, that we have built this room and we can use it, like rain delays and stuff like that. But we're actually filming inside his office. We're going inside, inside. I don't think there's been too many cameras inside his office. I don't think
1: there has either. And I, him and I have the same book about discipline is, is destiny. It's something Kotz and I talked about after.
0: For some reason, it seems like he's read it and you haven't. You uh, have it. Have you read it? I read a,
1: a bit of it. I've read all of it. Okay. I read the other book. He's that, read it. The author, Ryan Holiday. He's, a,
0: he's read it and plied it.
1: No, I haven't got there yet. But his other book was really good for the same author. I told Kotz to read that one.
0: All right. So tonight is, we're, I love how my notes, because I am doing TV today too, filling in for Brody Brazil. He must be on a nice little vacation. Yeah, but it must be fun. nice. Brody takes a little vacation during the season. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that. I
1: don't know how that's possible. Really? Yeah. I mean, I did it last year with my honeymoon, but that's a little different.
0: And everybody's talking about, oh, tomorrow's a Fox game. Well, we're still working tomorrow. That's that's Dave Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. We got these fancy. Are you, did you get these fancy socks? These <laughs> Dave Stewart doesn't have to wear. It is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, but we're going to say it's night. For us yes, yes. here at the ballpark, you get these killer socks. You're actually – now, I'm showing them, so you'll see why you need to come to the ballpark tonight to get these. Cody, what do they look like well, on it, your massive we, calves? That's true, yeah. Um, how we, let me pull the stool up. I mean, and, no one's ever going to say you didn't work out your calves when you were a kid.
1: Actually, I never really did work on my calves. Just, those are just natural? A lot of bike – It's uh, as they say, God-given, as Boobie Miles said
0: in Friday Night Lights. Just Those are just, just God-given big old turkey legs? Yeah. Well will turn around so they see the A's on the legs. That's what you got going tonight. I know my kids are excited about having these, so these are the socks that we are giving away. Um, you know that, and the great Dave Stewart, does Dave want to go now to get out of here?
1: I don't know. He didn't say anything. He's over there. He's in the middle of a conversation.
0: Because I think we do. We joke around a lot, and we give each other, we give each other crap a lot. And we'd like to bring entertainment because you never know if you're gonna have a a great season, a tough season. It's just, you know, we want to entertain you, we wanna we wanna have fun, we wanna break down major league baseball, we wanna break down the A's, give you coverage, you're not getting anywhere else. We wanna do all of that. But sometimes we do things that I do believe we we can be ahead of the curve in our game. And for some of you, you have to realize what we're doing is something that no one else is doing in baseball. And everybody in baseball is following what we're doing. We're not trying to brag. We're not just, just you know that other teams and people know what we do. So when we go to the winter meetings where everybody in the business is there and all 30 teams, they know who we are. They know what we do. They know what we're doing. And I'm kind of proud when something happens like today on MLB Network. On MLB Now, that is their signature show. That's about the game and data. It's just not on. Hey, let's put on a couple x, a uh, couple x players, and hey, and then you know. this is where they're breaking down hardcore baseball. They dedicated the first block. So in, in television, you know we have segments in radio or streaming, as we as we call it. In television, they call them blocks. And in an hour-long show, you're going to have an A-block, a B-block, a C-block, a D-block. in a half-hour show, it's A, B, C, D. So A-block is your first. This is our main thing that we're talking. We're coming right out of the gate, the A-block. And your host is, today was not Brian Kenny. Your host is arguably the greatest television television host of all time, Bob Costas. You might have heard of him. front of the program. It was Bob Costas... Tom Verducci, one of the great writers and also does broadcasting. Now he's a partner of Costas, and he's always a color guy on TV. And Dan O'Dowd, who you know how much I love, is a former GM. I think he is so bright. He's so good. Former GM of the Rockies, and now uh, he was with the Indians through all their heyday in the 90s. Uh, Really smart, really good on TV. These are three big names, but especially Bob Costas. I've heard of him. You've heard of Bob Costas. Has everybody heard of Bob Costas? So Bob Costas their whole A-block today has been everything we have been really talking about for almost 2 years. There is a problem with pitching. There is a problem inside our game and they're not they ha- they can't figure out what to do. And I know for a lot of people you're like here's Towns again talking about innings pitch and here starts Tom Verducci said, listen, five-man rotation, just get it out of your mouth. That's gone. Pitching every five days is gone.
1: I, I can play a short snippet of it. I mean, it's Well, we minutes, got Dave but- Stewart
0: here. We'll do it a little bit later. But they, they he basically said, get ready. It's basically guys are pitching every six days. So what have I said? It's like, wait a minute. You're pitching them less often. You're pitching less pitches, and yet they're getting hurt more than ever.
1: Yeah, and – the one thing i thought was really telling when he said that they're not going pitchers aren't going every 5th day they're going every 6th day only every a quarter of the days. league every only a quarter of the league goes
0: every 5th day but wait a minute i'm still now paying you more than we've ever paid people you're working less we're paying you more and you're, you're getting hurt more it was like a dream it was like and you even said it was like it was like listening to me in a segment they were talking about everything that we've been breaking down about oh my god what's going on with pitching and it, it was like a validation. Today was like a validation of our work and all the stuff we have brought to you over the last year or so about pitching where we disagree. I I at least disagree with a lot of stuff that's going on. And the thing that I, I've really come to believe, and they were talking about it on the show today, was the fact that every starter comes out and now tries to pitch like a closer. It's not working because the body can't take it. Oh, that, I was getting on my phone because I pulled up the – I
1: took a screenshot of the graphic they shared of, you know, the guys have highest-paid active starters or season stats. Max Scherzer is making $43.3 million. He's made five starts. Justin Verlander, $43.3 million. This is AAV. He's made two starts. Jacob deGrom, $37 million. He's made six starts. And they, they talked about Cole. We can get to – or deGrom and what he should do going forward. We can get to that later. Garrett Cole, $36 million. He made all eight starts. He's pretty good. Uh, Steven Strasburg, thirty-five million. He hasn't even towed the slab yet.
0: Well, if you remember, I had the that entire list for you yesterday. Yeah. There's a list out there. I can't remember the. I can look it up so you guys can look. There's an entire list out there of players. What they're making this year, how much they've either been either been hurt or they're far underperforming their career level, and the amount of money goes into hundreds of millions. Because these guys, I mean, think about it. Top two guys on that list, that's $43 million and $43 million. When you start adding up all the guys making $30 million and underperforming, and it's a long list, it adds up to hundreds of millions of dollars where you're going, what are these teams doing? But getting back to having guys try and pitch at max effort on every pitch every single time they come out, it definitely is not sustainable. Mason Miller now going to get a second opinion on his elbow. We see guy after guy after guy. Tommy John surgery, Tommy John surgery, problem with the shoulder. Now we talk about the scapula all the time. We have injuries at a record pace right now. And once again, we're pitching guys less often, less amount of pitches, and everybody makes excuses for why we're doing this. Pitch them less, pay them more, yet they still can't stay healthy.
1: Yeah, one another one today. Drew Rasmussen of the Rays on the sixty-day injured list with a flexor strain.
0: Already a Tommy John guy.
1: Yeah, and, and that, they have
0: babied him through the years, and here he is hurt again.
1: And they already lost Jeffrey Springs, who was looking like the front runner for the AL Cy Young earlier this year, and he's out with Tommy John surgery.
0: That's something we're going to have to talk to David Force about next time on the David Force Show. It's like, hey, listen, how do you protect these guys? Because your strategy of not throwing them that much and and trying to not throw them. But when you want them out there, you want them balls to the wall with everything they got, it's not working. It's not working. It's clearly not working. We'll talk to Dave Stewart about that because Dave's – So great to talk about that because he's been everything. Not only has he been a pitcher, obviously, he's been a general manager. He's been an assistant general manager. So he knows about signing guys. He knows about, you know, plans to protect guys. And let's not forget the success that he had as a pitching coach with the Padres where he was a part of the team for the 98 World Series where he was the pitching coach. So Dave Stewart has done everything in this business. So the strategy, I I just... I want you to know that it was nice that what we've been telling you, trying to educate you, and as we're trying to educate ourselves, really backed up today by some big wigs in our game on MLB Network, which is the network that covers our game, that talked about everything we've been talking about. It felt pretty good to watch that to go, you know what? We've been doing it for a while. Kind of validates some of the things that we've been doing here on this for, show. For sure.
1: And the one thing, I don't know if you mentioned it, because I was d- waiting to see what we're doing with, our, with the player. Um, velocity's tripled over the last three years. Yeah, we... we, 19 to 2022, velocity has tripled. The guys that throw over 100 miles an hour has tripled since 2019.
0: we, We are more addicted to velocity than ever before in the history of the game. The radar gun. That's what Dan O'Dowd was talking about. And I'll tell you what, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of concussions in football. We say we care about concussions in football, and we say we're trying to make the game safer, but the reality is it is what it is, And do we really care about concussions in football? So we can say that we care about our pitchers. We can say it, but the reality is we want them to go out there and throw it full max every single pitch, and when you get hurt, they go, whatever, Tommy John, wins the next guy? When is the next guy? You might know this guy. He is a three-time World Series champion. He's an Oakland A's Hall of Famer. He's done everything in this game. General manager, assistant general manager, pitching coach, you name it. Soon-to-be owner mm-hmm. in this game. An incredible baseball life. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? They're doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you. How is, by the way, everything going with your project
6: uh, with Nashville? You know, i um unfortunately uh when the a s made the announcement that they were uh going to vegas <clears throat> um things started to really uh speed up in nashville um You're hearing a little bit more about it out of the commissioner's office now, surfacing more to be you know the top team for uh expansion um and you know we've been working on this county for four years, actually going on five years there um you know, developing the brand, the name, the Nashville Stars, and forming our partnerships. And over the last two years, I've been um, doing a lot of meetings uh, at the commissioner's office, uh, learning the do's and the don'ts and and how we can make this process smoother for the commissioner's office as well as for our organization. And, and um, I think that things are going as well as they could possibly be this early on um in the game and um you know now we just have to wait and and see what happens with tampa quite frankly it seems like we still have to see what happens with the a's yeah no doubt and then no um, doubt and then we can we can figure out where we go from there but right now i'm very optimistic about our opportunity to to be an expansion team and the and the team be named the uh, nashville stars you're one of the few humans
0: to ever play front office coach be an agent and now look at ownership it's like you you, you've now truly it's hard to see the entire game like that most people it just it just doesn't work that way now that you're really seeing the ownership side I know at one point you had a, a team together you guys were trying to buy the Marlins but you've now seen it from every single side what is it like to look into baseball as Dave Stewart now when
6: you've seen it from every facet you know um I think that, you know, everything works for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Um, You know, when I started out as a player, I just wanted to play baseball one day at a time and turn one day into a year and turn one year into another year, and eventually that turned into 16 years. You know, then after that, you know, thank goodness of, you know, I had a relationship with Walter Haas and Sandy Alderson. I had an opportunity to, to go from, the player to an executive and learn from that side and you know becoming a player agent and eventually becoming a general manager and and looking at the 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 real sport from the inside uh, put me in a position that eventually I wanted to to be an owner and so you know I I just want to be able to continue to to be involved in baseball um but I think I have an idea. I mean, we're, we're talking about 51% black ownership. We're focused on, um, we're focused on the, uh, diverse equity and inclusion. Um, and so that means that we, in my belief, will present something in, in, in baseball that, that has never happened. Um, you know, we'll have, a we'll have decision makers, um, in our offices that, you know, represent every nationality of, of people um, and every race and every color. Um, and, and I believe that the, the way you make great decisions is is by having well-rounded input, and, and that's the design uh, for the Nashville Stars. Yeah,
0: historic, no doubt about it, when it happens. And I just think that... Uh you know, when Sandy Koufax was teaching you that fourth ball, you weren't thinking about being an owner and making history and doing
6: all of this back then? Probably if I'd have been <laughs> thinking about it then, I wouldn't have made it as far as I did in the game. You know, it's just it's just been step by step. You, you you take your first step, and then you look at the next step. And, you know, the, the opportunity in, in Arizona, thank goodness for Tony La Russa at that time, um, when I left there, I knew at that time that I could put together a baseball team and put together – at least baseball operations, because that was my job. And now, you know, I want to look past that and and see if I have it in me to put together an entire organization. Um, And and, um, that's my challenge, and I look forward to it. All right, let's put your –
0: you have so many hats that you've worn, that's why it's fascinating to have you on the program. Uh, Let's put the GM slash pitching coach hat on because they finally did it today on MLB Network where they really delved into a thing that we've been talking a lot about, going how we're dealing with pitching, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. Having starters come out and throw like closers right out of the gate, we have just seen the rash of injuries. They can't go as much. They can't throw as many innings. Then it affects your bullpen. It makes your bullpen throw more innings. And you would think, like, we're going to pitch them less, we're going to have more pitches. That that should keep them healthy, right? No, it's not. It doesn't. What do we do or how do we change? We're, we're so addicted to velocity, but the problem is the human body. These guys' bodies can't take it. Well,
6: velocity is good. I mean, we were always taught in the Dodgers organization, and And I'll always say this, as a matter of fact, I was talking to Jim Hill last night doing an interview for KTLA. Yeah, legend. Yeah, and when I was talking to Jim, um, what I will always say is that fundamentally, um, the Dodger brand of baseball in my period of time, there was no better way to learn to play the game. Um, Tommy Lasorda, the Dodgers organization, felt that 800 innings – were the amount of innings that would qualify you to be ready to pitch in the major leagues. Um, And so the answer in some cases may be less pitches depending on the, the, the body and the physical makeup of a, of a pitcher. Um, But I believe that to be successful in this game, you have to learn all aspects of the game and velocity plays at a certain time. If you have an opportunity to strike somebody out, you go for the strikeout. But I never threw a four-seam fastball after the sixth inning, and the the purpose for that is because you want to complete games, you want to get deep in the game, and so you pitch for contact, you pitch for soft contact, um, command of your fastball, uh, both sides of the plate, pitching on the plate and pitching off the plate inside, pitching on the plate and pitching off the plate away, utilizing the top of the zone. You see very little of that in this day and time, and so. The art of pitching has actually left the game more for throw as hard as you can for as long as you can, and that here lately is equaling four or five innings, and it's killing your bullpens. And so the game has to revert back to teaching the art of pitching, teaching players, pitchers, how to think in situations, what you should be pitching for in situations, executing pitches versus throwing pitches, Pitching for the outside part of the plate. What I liked about the kid last night um, that pitched for us last night um, in his second start in the big leagues is that he displayed an art of pitching. This is a high-velocity kid. Now, I don't know where that came from. I saw him in spring training, and if you ask me in spring training, i say this kid is a thrower. But last night he was able to get through six innings because he mixed his pitches up. He had low strikeouts. He didn't have a bunch of strikeouts, which he has the stuff to do that. What he pitched six full innings, in my opinion, he gave up three runs. But I thought it was a quality start for him. Um, but the, the key to it is moving the ball around, changing speeds. That's what pitching is, and that art has been lost in baseball.
0: Yeah, I, we have interns here that were born in 2000. We need to explain. When you start the game and you finish the game as a pitcher, it's called a complete game. You can look it up on Google. You can see it. He was talking about a complete game because these kids, they have no idea. I mean, when you said pitching after the sixth inning, they went, "What? That, what? Is that? Is that allowed? Yes, pitchers can do that. By the way, only five complete games so far this season for Major League Baseball. Of course, the A's last year didn't even have one. Uh, that is tough. I, I, I want to get your mindset. When I looked at the numbers today, we know the A's bullpen. We know the A's starting staff. It's been a struggle. The A's are last in ERA. They've given up the most home runs as a staff. They've given up the most walks. Their bullpen has led the world in walks. To me, there's the physical part and there's the mindset. If we brought you in pitching Coach Dave Stewart and say, can't give up all these home runs. You can't be walking all these guys. It's a recipe for disaster. How, how would you change something? Whereas we're kind of into the third of the season, what
6: would you do? Well, it still it really just reverts back to, you know what what I just originally said. You can't be worried about strikeouts. You have to be worried about getting out. That's the art of the game. The art of the game is getting out. Strikeouts are are, are 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 a product of getting a guy deep into account. If you get a guy oh two one two then a strikeout is probably inevitable, and you should make an attempt to do that. But when you get to 2-2, which has always been taught to me, now what's important is to get out, N- not waste your time with a lot of pitches. I think also that a pitching staff and, and has to take on the identity of the guy that's leading it. Um, I, I witnessed that with the San Diego Padres in 1998. I was a guy that pounded the strike zone hard on the inside part of the plate, and I demanded that from my pitchers. And if you weren't capable of doing that, then I'm going to get guys here that can do it. But at the same time, this is a different staff. They're a young staff. They haven't had a lot of minor league innings. And so you're going to have to be a teacher here at the big league level while these guys are learning to pitch at the big league level. It's, it's multitasking at this point for the pitching coach here, Emo. Uh, but, you know, these guys at this, at this level – When you compete on the outside part of the plate the majority of the time, it's going to be a tough task to get hitters out. You have to be hard on the inside part of the plate. Sandy Koufax, once again, you hear me say his name a thousand times, said, Stu, always pitch to the short side of the bat. And that's how I learned to pitch, pitching on the inside part of the plate, not giving these big hitters a chance to get their arms out.
0: Get the barrel out there. make
6: Make them afraid because hitters would much rather hit on the fat than to break a bat, that's for sure. And so at this point with this young staff, you're going to have to put on your professor's hat. You're going to have to do classrooms. You know, they're getting out here early anyway. So instead of spending time at the, at the, at the, in the food room, let's spend time in the, in, on, in the, in the um, room with the, with the chalkboard and let's learn how to do your job. And it's, not, it's never too late for that. These guys haven't had that opportunity. They haven't been able to master it to this point. The ERA shows it. What they're doing in the league shows it. And so you bring them back to the drawing board and you have lessons with them. Talk to them about counts. Talk to them about what to recognize in a hit or swing. Teach them everything that they need to know to help them be successful. But I think the most important part of pitching Is putting fear in a hitter, and the only way you do that is by pitching inside. Man, you take
0: that cap like you did, and you put it down, and you like have that stare. Yep. You knew what you were doing back then. You know what?
6: I I learned what I was doing.
0: (laughs) I didn't know right away. I learned it. (laughs) (laughs) That is true too. It's like we always think of you. Oh, look how many years you won twenty
6: games. It took you a while to be that guy. It did. You had to take your lumps. You did. I I did have to take my lumps. I did have to learn my lessons. Um, But, you know, while you're learning your lessons, learn your lessons. And what I mean by that is, you know, while you're out there and you're making mistakes, try to remember the mistakes that you made so that your next start, you're in between, when you're doing your bullpen work, you can work on those things and you make those things better. Um, If you're out there and you're making mistakes and the next game you go out and you make another mistake, you make the same mistake and you continuously make the same mistakes, then you're not growing and you're not going to last in this league if you're not growing.
0: As a guy that grew up right around the corner from this place, a guy who starred here, was a world champion here, you were an all-star here, and then now to come back and to do television and to still walk around. I mean, it's one thing when you go to the studio. What's it like for you as, I mean, retiring your jersey? That was so special last year. You're an A's Hall of Famer. You're an Oakland kid when you walk around on the fans and they yell "Stu" and just what is that like
6: you know it's uh a, it's a, it's a it's a reminder to me that you know when i met roy campanella and don newcomb coming into um the dodgers organization in 1975 and vero beach Cali- uh, they, Florida, uh, vero beach and and spending time with davy lopes and bird hooten and and Reggie Smith and Dusty Baker, and and then later on having an opportunity to meet Hank Aaron and Bob Gibson, and you know, and Sandy. Obviously, I can never forget him. But when when those types of things happen here for me at this ballpark, for that matter, when I'm walking down the street, it means that I I did exactly what those guys did for me. They paid it forward to me, and they told me to respect the game. And if you respect the game. You'll always be rewarded. And I'm 66 years old, and it still happens for me here at this ballpark. My number is hanging up on the rafters up there. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's an unreal yeah. feeling when you're driving along the freeway. And you look over and you see you see that hanging up there. It's, it's, it's just unreal. And, you know, I appreciate the guys before me who, who groomed me for this moment in my life.
0: Well, support Dave Stewart also from a standpoint. People can pick up merch for uh, the Nashville Stars. Is that correct? <laughs> That's Let's right. sell
6: some merch here on A's That's Cast right. Live. That's right. Uh, if I could say it, musiccitybaseball.com. <laughs> Help the guy out. Get M- a little merch going M-L-B, early. MLB Music City. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll see you a little bit later on A's pregame Live.
6: Pre and post, my man.
0: This is an A's legend, an Oakland legend right here. I hope someday, after you get everything with Nashville done, that they'll truly do a documentary on your life, a baseball life, because uh, you've done everything.
6: Yeah, you know me, Tony. I'll probably shy away from that, but um, you know, I you know my good friend just uh, just passed away, and if you know, when end. my time comes, if people remember me in that way then that'll be good for
0: me. Yeah, we we thank you for coming on when, yep. when Vita passed. That meant a lot to a lot of A's fans. Thank you. All right, we'll see you in just All a right. little bit. A's legend Dave Stewart. We got more coming up next right here on A's Cast Live. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. Streaming from
6: the Treehouse, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend.
0: So what do you think, Dallas? be rolling around like this today?
4: Yeah, you got that in the bag. Yeah. You got like that, that, no pun intended. You've got that club in the bag. Sunday, we're giving this out. Yeah. I've got... Belt bag. I've got four squared away. Off the top of my head, I've got four... At least four squared away. You know what the best thing about this thing is? Uh, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, Is there multiple pockets? Just one pocket, maybe multiple pockets inside. Uh, you tell me what you think is the best.
0: My wife's getting this for Mother's Day. Hey,
4: uh, <laughs> That's what I said, get four, right? Grandma check, wife check, two little girls, boom. Hey, honey, look what I got for you for and Mother's the, Day. <laughs> and the socks, <laughs> that's absolutely fantastic yeah well you you know here,
0: here's my running joke and everybody gets a little uncomfortable when i say this but i always go mother's day she's not my mother wow
4: yeah no i'm you're gonna you that, are um, on an island my, no bridge here but i bought myself yeah, on that one one thousand percent she's not my mother I mean, thousand percent
0: that's you, you kids you
4: no no Nope. Ah, well
0: d- then i got here the backup <laughs> is i got the belt bag that we're giving away on sunday um why are you uncomfortable talking about the perfect game? <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't know. No one's ever asked you that. That's why you come on Ace Cast Live because <laughs> I don't do generic questions.
4: You're uncomfortable yeah. about it. Why? You know, I, I think ultimately it's because I've always believed that stuff like that is reserved for legend. like I mean, you got a dude over your shoulder right now who is a four-year, four twenty game? like, right? Remember three the three-time World is like, Series champion, I mean, three-time champion, three-time. Like, that's what, like those who, I get like honestly, I do. I, <laughs> that's who that kind of stuff is reserved for, right? Not me. And so, I, I think always having thought about that, and and when you hear the stories about cool stuff like that happening, it's be, it's because the players are legendary, and and so that's how I've always kind of viewed it and i and and i think maybe that's why i appreciate what what that one game has done for my entire life oh yeah and like i'll never at any point try to downplay that right like i'm, I'm i'd be a complete ignorant fool to try to actually tell you that no, no 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 like if you just look beyond that everything i've no stop it so i fully appreciate what that moment and what that game has meant to me and i i think maybe because i do because i do think that had it had such a it has had such an impact that i i don't know it almost feels like something personal you know and and not that i'm not that i'm not willing to talk about or share anything personal um it just uh it's always perspective that i never really have like that Tony. that's a jarring question
0: yeah right out of the gate too it's like first hole of a on go- the golf course the hardest hole of the golf course it's like what we got to play this par 5 now well and, and one of the reasons why i bring it up is because whenever we have that day it brings up all the memories for all of us like for me my memories of that day was you're thinking okay i've got to do mother's day my mother-in-law was still alive at the time and here i am i've got full bank of calls mm-hmm. And I did, like, a three-hour post-game show. My wife's calling going, oh. we have to go to my mother's house. She's got no idea. I don't even think my wife knows what a perfect game is. <laughs> She's got no idea. I'm like, you don't understand. This is, like, a really big deal. I did, like, a three-hour post-game show, showed up late for Mother's Day. I'm like sorry. We, like, we all have a story about, like, that day was for, like, everybody because we were all and,
4: involved. And that, and that is why, like... I'll never be able to fully explain that to folks, you know, and and that's why I'm so thankful and and I look forward to coming to the ballpark every day and I have no problem saying it. Why? Because I'm spoiled. I'm lucky. I get to run into somebody each and every day who's been waiting to share that story with me. Right? But I'm, your
0: story too just wasn't a game because the next day you're on Good Morning America. You and your grandmother. How many talk shows did you guys do?
4: She did. She probably did. Uh, I'm I'm not kidding. She probably did six or. Stu, how you doing, sir? Great to see you. Um, she. Uh, okay, bye, Stu. Yeah, Dave Stewart. It's Dave Stewart. It just,
0: I'm doing TV with him today. I, it just never. People ask me to go, because you got to think for like our generation, when he was doing everything he was doing, I was in high school, right? Yeah. The A's, when I was in high school, the A's were going to three straight World Series. I mean, Jose Canseco was larger than life. You already knew Ricky Anderson was an all-time great. So it's like people ask me, like every single time I'm doing TV, I'm like, that's Dave Stewart.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I just I mean, it's
0: Dave Stewart, like for our generation, Dave well, Stewart was the big game hunter and
4: when he just, you know, and he just pops in, right. Yeah. Because he looks at you and I, like he, we're friends. Like I, I love the fact that I can call Dave Stewart on the telephone. He's going to pick up the telephone. That just, you know, that's, that is just weird to me. It's well, never lost I, on me, but it's weird to me because again, just going back to what we were talking about, he said, that's a legend, man.
0: I was taking pictures of these guys at fantasy camp. And I'm standing in the back, and all of the, you know, you, you see all the pictures are just looking at you and, and Dave. And I went up and I, I took this picture, and I went, "How badass is that? Is you got you, Dave Stewart, and these campers hanging on every word?" I went, "This is what a fantasy camp is." Well, and
4: that's what's so cool about those moments is because I always get to just sort of put it on a T for Stu, because I know that, I mean, each and every one of those sets of eyeballs is locked in on what he's about to say. Some funny story. He's about to bury somebody, probably me. And it, it just, it, it's such a, you, you just wipe away whatever you're going through in those moments, right? For that week or whatever that you're getting to spend with guys like Dave Stewart, guys like shooty guys, like Carney and Steiny, And, and I mean, it just, it does, it, it brings you, it, it brings the word fantasy, to, to the forefront, because it is. That's, that's not reality. It's, it's a fantasy to have Dave Stewart reach in and shake your hand. Yeah. Hey, see you later, man. What's Catch up, up to you soon.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things I think we all respect about your careers, I think people need to understand is you had to earn everything, right? As you mentioned, the Texas Tech, I don't know where you're even going with that all the time, <clears throat> but it wasn't like you were the number, yeah, shoot your guns. They love to shoot their guns. Red Raiders. It wasn't like You were the number one recruit in the country. Not you had to earn your way there. Yeah, just for what two years, and then you had you were there two years, right? At Texas Tech, yeah, one year, just one one year. Two years of junior
4: college. Yep. So you
0: went Jate Community College, as we call it now. Community College, one year. So it's like to think your route, you had to earn everything you get. I think that's why everybody has so much respect because you weren't the hey. Here's the. Number 1 prospect, you're 10th rated by MLB.com. You didn't have all that.
4: No, and and I was very fortunate enough to come up in the area that I came up in, you know, growing up in Stockton, going to junior college in Sacramento, eventually making my way back to Oakland. I mean, those are those are three pretty tough areas to come through and to grow up in, but when you talk about iron sharpening iron for the folks who are a part of these communities we are blue collar we are hard scrabble like we know how to get down we know how to roll the sleeves up and turn the hat around and get to work and that's just how you go about your business and so to to think that oh well, things aren't going great today and to let that derail you well we just don't have that in our dna around these parts that's just not how we do it all right so
0: i've talked a lot about it on the post game show i mean probably and on ace cast live this show we were talking about it to start the program today we've been doing it for over a year finally MLB now today did a whole thing on it when Bob Costas is a part of it not me <laughs> people probably listen but I've been saying velocity's killing this game oh we're having starting pitchers act like closers we're having guys full max every single pitch and the human body can't take it we're seeing less starts less innings more pressure on the bullpen it's been at a tipping point probably more than ever right now. We've got a problem in our game. We've been chasing velocity so much. that human beings, their their bodies can't take it. We never talked scapulas back in the day. We're talking about stuff we never talked about before because just the pursuit to throw as hard as we possibly can, more throwing, less pitching, there's a problem. I
4: don't know what to do. The word is maximization. And when you think about, I mean, look, we live in a capitalistic society. We are trying to maximize everything right yeah and so if i am looking to get paid as an amateur right out of a draft what do i have to do i have to light up the radar gun if i'm a pitcher right because that's margin for error that's projectability sustainability is not even a question which is really a a, a good thing if you're a young kid honestly when we're talking about the injuries that are almost inevitable right the way folks are speaking about them well if that's the case then I'd like to be able to maximize early. And whether or not I can sustain that or not doesn't really seem to be a worry or a concern from the industry. So let me max out early. Let me get that paycheck early, if that's the way it goes. And then from there, organizationally, when you get into professional ranks, you start talking about maximizing your resources. What does that mean? That means allowing these arms to do what they do best, that step on the gas, rip the slide piece, and do it until the wheels, what, Townie? Fall fall off. off,
0: Which is like... We're all pitching until you get hurt, and then if you can come back, good luck. If not, it's a a conveyor belt of the next guy up.
4: Well, that's why the guys that learn how to pace themselves, and when I say pace themselves, I don't mean just effort level. I mean understanding when to put a little on it, when to not, pitchability, and understanding that that is how I get through five, six. I can't believe I'm even starting at five these days, (laughs) Yeah, but that is how you get through, you know, six, seven, eighth inning and, and and I've always talked about, you know, finishing a baseball game is a learned behavior. And you're watching Nathan Evaldi uh, excuse me, not E. Ovaldi, Nathan Evaldi go out and his last three outings have been phenomenal. But you're watching a guy who understands how to get deep into those ball games and how to finish those ball games, right? Just one out of the way, but but it, it is. It's a uh, it's a crime to see the talent that we have in this game at times Go down the slope that it goes down when it comes to injury. But I, I again, I always go back to maximization, and organizations are maxing out their resources and talent. The amateur players are trying to maximize their paycheck before they get to the big leagues. And I don't think you can fault or blame really any group.
0: Well, let's talk about fellow lefty right here coming up, sammy spin
4: rate. Oh, this is pure entertainment. Uh This is pure entertainment for me. When you know that this dude's numbers getting dialed up. I I literally, I make a noise. Sammy, spin rate because it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. He tried. He tried to sell us that he didn't know his spin rates. I mean, he might be. He might be selling wolf tickets. Is what he (laughs) might be selling.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't a bite. So we said to Scott. Ember, well, Scott Emerson. Said, we said Scott Emerson is PR for the Sharks. I, Scott Emerson. I, I, he, he knows. He knows this spin race. Oh yeah, he yeah. Don't
4: don't race. let Sammy boy. Come on. He might be. He might be a slow, a slow lefty. Just kind of trying to slow play you. But that ain't the case. Because that's ninety four with some. Well,
0: and, I'll be talking to you. I'll be handing it off to you. I'm doing uh, NBC again today.
4: Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, Me I'm looking forward to it. We got a. Uh, yeah, the legend as well. We've got a we got a great matchup tonight. A couple of southpaws. I'm they, ready for it.
0: They always ask, like, "What do you want to?" I, I wish I could talk to you about it because they always say, "Well, what do you want to ask him?" I'm like, "Well, what do you what do you want me to throw to you? What do you want me to ask?" It?
4: I want I, I want you to. I mean, look you you put it on a tee early. Question one, right out of the well, gate today. I can't today. do that on TV. They'd be freaking <laughs> out. You can't do that. You can't question like, "What do you?"
0: What, it's a softball. What do you want for me to throw you? on tv today well see as
4: a as a uh, as a good color analyst i always try to defer to my partner because they're the ones steering the ship right yeah. and so i think that's probably the better way to go
0: well i always throw it to the partner knowing he's going to throw it to you it, so what subject would you <laughs> like me to start off with? i mean look
4: i i love i love the art of pitching but i think we have a lot of exciting things a lot of a lot of bright spots that we can hit on when it comes to our lineup right now as well so really i mean you want to talk about getting on base we got a few few guys that can do that right you want to talk about driving the baseball we got a few guys that can do that right now you want to talk about guys that can play defense i think we're seeing that so really Tony, it's just all about what kind of flavor are you are looking for
0: on base you want to get sam in here now let's get let's get him yeah bring come him on in now. get the lefty in here bring him in now sammy Spinrate. well how are you good to see you again good to see you how are you welcome have you been to the treehouse before first time first what, time what do you think it's beautiful Hey, you, 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 when you guys are on the field, you guys have no idea this no, exists.
2: No, Just see guys with uh, a few beers in their hands. That's yeah. about it, yeah.
0: This is what the tree – this is why people like to, like to come up here. It's a great spot to come up, watch games. The Warrior game will be on mm-hmm. up here. So people uh, like to come here. So how's everything going for you so far this season?
2: Good, good. You know, I uh, feel like I'm doing pretty decent. Had a couple hiccups in the road, but, you know, that's baseball. So just try to keep your head down and continue to work and, uh, you know, try to – help encourage guys around us, and, and that's about all I can do.
0: You know, it's so interesting when you are a reliever in Major League Baseball. As you say, there's going to be some hiccups, but whatever that hiccup is, you got to let go because there's a good chance you're in the very next day. 100%. Tell us how you don't dwell on things. you you got to let the bad stuff go.
2: Exactly, and that's and for me, that's a hard thing because I feel like I'm so invested in baseball. You know, it's, it's yeah. kind of my – somewhat identity right now. Uh, You know, as a lot of guys say, it may not be. But for me, I'm just very passionate about baseball. So that is the hardest part, is trying to let go. And sometimes, you know, it it might be a hard night's sleep and uh, wake up and try to reset. But, uh, you know, everyone's human. Everyone's got hiccups. So it's just the process of life and kind of the same thing with baseball. So you have to to learn how to adapt to that and uh, just take another step the next day. With the way this season's
0: going, you really could be called upon at any time, right? It's not going to be like, well, in the eighth inning, I start to loosen up. I mean, really, you could get the call. It's six, it's seven. So when you get ready for a game and you walk out to the bullpen, how do you keep your mind? How do you keep relaxed? How do you keep loose? How do you go about a game knowing you really have no clue when you're going to come in or get the call?
2: It's, it's a little bit tougher now. Uh, being a little more established, I may have you know somewhat more of a role, but again, you never know. So yeah. for me, it's you know I always have my plyo bands and my plyo balls and uh and just continue to stay loose. Once that fifth inning hits, uh you know it's going to the locker rooms over, uh, getting locked in, getting stretched out, and then just you know you know my trick is to look down towards the uh, the uh, dugout where I can see Emo walking to the phone, and I don't even need to look to to Mike uh, over there. So and then, you know, and then obviously the adrenaline hits right there. The nerves take a little bit over, and, and you just kind of – your heart rate goes up, and you just get going. And, then, you know, then it's – here we go. Yeah, I try and tell
0: everybody all the time on this show. is like, hey, when you're a bullpen guy, you don't got time to run the poles, play long toss. It's like get up, go. You got to be ready. A lot of people say eight pitches. What is it for you when you get up on the mound in the
2: bullpen for, for them to relay, hey, he's ready to go? How long does it take you to get loose? For me it's different. I just need about five six seven crow hops uh, off the mound and then I'm I, I could be ready for the game obviously I would like more than that but if they if you know times are tough you know for what's happening in the inning I would feel ready uh, so it's pretty quick but you know it's obviously feel the situation but uh yeah seven crow hops eight crow hops and then hopefully get the catcher down and get going you know thankfully that hasn't happened yet but that would be, uh, you know, yeah. extenuating circumstances.
0: It's so funny because pitchers want to – I, I want to have this feel. I want to have these – I don't – you don't have it's, – it's get up and go and let's, let, yeah. let's get this thing rocking. Yeah,
2: that's somewhat of the unfortunate part. You don't have that starter routine where, like, I can kind of lock this pitch in or lock that pitch in yeah. or feel this and feel that. It's, you know, hey, I've got what I got right now and I've got to take it to the game and go compete.
0: Some guys focus on their catcher when they're getting loose. And as you said, it's going to be six, seven, eight pitch, whatever. Do you turn around, especially with the bullpens here in Oakland or on the field? Are you looking at the situation? Because you, sometimes you're just coming in with a clean inning, and other times you're coming in and it's a dumpster fire.
2: Yeah, a lot of times, well, here it's a lot easier. You know, you don't have to look over a wall. I mean, you just turn around and you see everything. I, I, I kind of monitor what's going on. Yeah. You have more of a feel, especially playing, if you're trying to play a matchup, you know when the lefty's going to come up, uh, that type of situation. Uh, but, yeah, I, I always try to monitor what's going on. Uh, that way you can determine your effort level of where you need to be uh, as far as readiness. Uh, but, yeah
0: ready to rock let's get this going uh we asked you last time sammy spin rate you liked it have you been checking the spin rates are we ready to like put make some shersies here some shirts sammy spin rates i mean
2: i've kept uh, up with it yeah all right I, i i'd like it to be a little bit higher so but no it's it's uh it's it's good so uh you know just continue to uh to spin it right
0: yeah, and then we're going to have to get some T-shirts and start yeah. doing some, Sam- yeah, some Sammy spin some merch, some merch
2: sales, yeah. Hey,
0: let's end on this. You're now a veteran guy, right? You're a veteran guy. We're going to see a lot. I mean, we're already seeing a lot of players. We're going to see a lot more players. How much have you taken guys under under your wing to kind of help them out learn their ways here in the big leagues, especially this year?
2: There's been a, a couple guys that, you know, you can – you know, it's not that I actively just walk up to and address them with, you know, if it's a – Concern or if they have if they need any help, uh, just try to feel the situation out obviously, like you said there's been guys coming in and out yeah. and so that can be tougher because you just get to meet someone and you wouldn't want to have you know you, you don't even have an impression of them yet, uh, so you know you try to get to know them a little bit and then see how they operate uh, and you know if 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 you can help them or they have questions and uh, be very like receptive to to you know their situation you know it's it's obviously super subjective to Individuals, but just try to you know get to know the person as best you can, and if you can help in any way, you know I'll try to do that as well. Great
0: stuff. We always appreciate having you. Thank you. Treehouse not a bad place. Here we go. Here we go. Someday when you're not playing, come up and I'll buy you a beer.
2: All righty, let's do it.
0: Coming up next, we got the manager of your Oakland Athletics, Mark Kotze, right here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Now for the Mark Kotze show brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com and use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. We're talking about your mattress, your pillows, your bedding. Stores in the Bay Area, same deal. Check out NestBedding. You'll love your night's sleep. Of course, this guy sleeps on a nest bedding bed.
3: Did the laundry today, Tally. Did, Did the you? sheets. Yep. <laughs> pulled pulled the sheets off and uh, you know, grinded away, getting the house ready. The family's coming up
0: for Mother's Day, so um, you know, had to get the house in shape. People forget about that, but like during the season, you're like a bachelor again. You're on your <laughs> own. You gotta you gotta take care of everything.
3: Well, bachelor, but without all of the uh, running around externally. And uh, you know, taking care of the things that uh, that you do as a as a dad and as a husband, and uh, it gets lonely. It does get lonely when you go back there at night, and you uh, you know, the excitement is is watching Ted Lasso or uh, one of the other you know Apple TV Plus shows.
0: What's the biggest difference between Mark Kotze's fridge now as a bachelor versus <laughs> your fridge at Cal State Fullerton? Well.
3: The- the fridge at Cal state Fullerton was full of beers. Um, and the fridge here is, uh, empty yeah. because I'm, i I go home literally, you know, get home at 1130. Yeah. I walk in the house, set the backpack down, grab a water, go get in bed and pretty much crash, get up in the morning, go to Starbucks, grab a coffee, head to the field or head to this office that we're in. And, uh, you know, so there's not a lot of time spent at home, but this weekend with the family coming in, it was trader Joe's this morning. It was, getting the roses for mother's day, yeah, you know? Nice. Like,
0: yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job. You know, it's funny. It's the first time we're doing this interview in this office. Cause the last time I did any interview in this office, it was with a guy named John Gruden. It was the uh, Raiders head coach office. So we used to do the Bob Melvin show down below uh, much better digs. I, I like you've done a good job with this.
3: Well, you know, as you can see behind us and some of the family photos, but more so some of the history of this organization and the, the gentlemen that are on the wall behind me, a, re- a reflection of uh, you know what this, what the heritage is. Um, you know the the tremendous players that have come through here, and uh, you know it's it's easy to honor them because they're they're what we represent and what they stand for in, with this organization.
0: You know, it, it is my job to put a positive spin on a lot of things. I mean, that's we still got to cover the team, and there's a lot of chaos going on away from the field. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I know for me, like, you know, for the post-game show, after working all day, I'll get hyped up on coffee, let's go. I have trouble sleeping at night. So I'll take a – I live across the street from a park. I take a walk around the park. I think people need to know you're you're the same way. It's not easy. I mean, it's it's – you're thinking about this. The minute you leave, you're thinking about this. You're thinking about it all night long.
3: Yeah, no question. I mean, I, I get in here by 9 a.m. for the 640 game. I'm, I'm going through, you know – players, profiles, development, you know, the guys that are in the minor leagues, I'm checking in on them because they are a part of our future. Yeah. Uh, they can impact our future. I'm, you know, you never second guess, but if you don't think back through the night before, you don't know, go through the decisions you make and trying to put these guys in the best, you know, spots for success. And, you know, it's a grind, but it's a grind that I signed up for, and it's a grind that I want to see through. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, we can get this thing turned around. There's talent in this locker room as we talked about, you know, it's it's difficult uh, to stare at the wins and losses, um, you know, at this point in the season, um, there's still a lot of season to, to play, um, you know, and in that, I think we need to focus on uh, the guys that can impact this future here. And, and those are the players like Estuary Reese, uh, Ryan Noda, Brett Rooker. I mean, if you think about it, Rook leads two of the major categories offensive massive categories yeah um there's some positives in this clubhouse and we're going to try to build them and and continue to mature them and and, you know hopefully get this thing turned around sooner than later i
0: love the strategy we learn together we'll lose together but we'll win together and i think about the way you're doing the lineup right now where it's ruiz noda rooker leday langoliers I like the continuity and I know it's going to switch between righties and lefties and matchups, but against righties, you've been throwing it out there. J- just tell me about the continuity of playing these young men together.
3: Yeah. And you, you stated it. It's uh it's their growth. It's, it's, you know, finding a group of players that can assimilate, that can, you know, lead us uh, going forward. And, and, and it's really, uh, the the outlook is based on what happened in 17 when, you finally had Matt Olson solidified. Matt Chapman got here. Chad Pender was already here. Um, you know, Marcus Simeon was here, and that group really became the leaders. Even though they were young, and there were some veteran presence in that clubhouse, they became the leaders, and they believed in themselves, and they took this thing forward. And I think those names that you just mentioned um, can can do the same. And and we're gonna you know teach them the right way uh, how to play, how to work um, you know, how to continually not lose focus on the big picture, um, because the short term is difficult and it's a grind, but the reward on the other side, when you go through this grind and you keep the same routines, even though you fail, even though you have success, you want to be that same individual. And this group I think has
0: come together and they're starting to do that. You know, every day. We've talked a lot about Roker. We've talked a lot about Ruiz, the guy that I want to highlight on first time I met him down spring training we got to talk to him off the air then did an then did an interview then off the air i went i like Ryan Nota i like the confidence or something about this kid he's good size we now see that he can run he even said to us talking about confidence i can win a gold glove and i go right on i like that confidence but he has the ability to know his strike zone which is not something you see often in young hitters he's taking more pitchers than taking more pitches more pitches than anybody His walk rate is unbelievable. All he does is get on base. He's starting to hit for a little bit more pop. That means his OPS is unbelievable. Just talk about what you're seeing from him because he does a lot of mature things for a young guy. Yeah, he really does. You know, for,
3: for note, he came in here, um, new to the organization, uh, a young player that had never been to the big leagues, a rule five, you know, draft by us that, a player in that situation can be sent back. So there was pressure in spring training on him um, that, you know, most guys didn't feel uh, in terms of whether he was going to stay with this group or whether he was going to get sent back based on performance through spring. Um, but we knew the player we were we were targeting, uh, and that's sitting in that locker room right now uh, based on the AAA performance um and you know it continues to show itself in terms of the strike zone discipline in terms of the on base and when you have that capability you you have an opportunity to stay out of a a slump because when you can take that walk or that you know get that uh mix in that walk for a four at back night and you're 0 for 3 with a walk it's better than the 0 for 4 night and so he's going to continue to do that um you know we're going to continue to to uh, emphasize a little more aggressiveness to pitches. We don't want to take away the discipline, but we also um, want to see a reduction a little bit in, in, the, in the in the strikeout looking, which um, you know has played a part a little bit in, in this short season. But um, I think he's growing as a player right now, and he's the confidence you talked about is is showing itself in the cage. It's showing itself in the locker room, in that leadership aspect. So um, really impressed with what what Ryan's been able to do. Yeah, there's a lot that
0: goes into it more than we just want to go on baseball reference and look at stats. There's just (laughs) more to that and watching them grow. I've liked that. Uh, You're on the list with JJ Bladet is a former first round picks by the Marlins. Yeah. And I think a really good point about JJ Bladet and you're the perfect person to ask is the fact that when you're the number one pick and everybody knows your signing bonus and there's the pressure and what you're supposed to be for an organization once you get traded like jj has been traded all that's gone like no one here cares that you were a first round pick no one cares what your signing bonus was how big is that for him that he doesn't have to deal with that anymore he can just show up now and be jj Blade, the outfielder
3: i don't know Tony. i gotta disagree with you that the label is always carried forward and when you're a first round that stuck with you the whole time i did when i got traded to san diego i knew my level of expectation that team acquired me because I had this projection as a first round pick and granted I had three seasons under my belt when I got traded to San Diego, but you're always talked about in that aspect. And, and so for JJ, I think, you know, he understands where he's at. And I, and I think he's handled it great. He's come here with, uh, you know, a confidence about him, which, Mm -hmm. you know, based on last year with the Marlins um, being, you know, rushed to the big leagues and the performance, maybe not aligning with, you know, what the expectation level was. Sure. It gives him a, a fresh start. But as a first-round pick, you're always carrying that forward. You're always wanting to live up to that expectation. And and I sit here today, and and don't feel I did. You know, even though I had a 17-year career, I still feel like I was the ninth pick pick in the country by the Marlins, and I should have over. I should have performed
0: higher in my career. I'm glad you say that. We think that all the time. We're like, you know, Kotsay should have been a much better player. That's right. Yeah, your stats are. uh, But uh, seriously, on on Bladé though, do you see now? Do you see like? I could, this guy could be an everyday outfielder for
3: us. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's why he was drafted in the first round. He has that ability. Um, you know, you project J.J. You know, as a 20-plus home run guy that can play all three outfield positions and steal some bases, and uh, I went, I, we would not have targeted him uh, and made that trade if, if, if we didn't feel that and, and it didn't align. And, and so him going out and, and starting to perform the way he has here having a great first month in AAA, um, building that confidence, and now seeing him perform, um, we're, we're hopeful that this continues and that he can solidify a spot in the outfield for years to come.
0: Let's end on this. I mean, obviously, Mason Miller is on the IL now. We know a lot of uh, pitchers going to Tommy John. So many guys are hurt. It's really unbelievable. You've been in this game a long time. It's kind, of, it's kind of scary how many guys are getting hurt. I mean, we are pitching guys less often, pitching them less innings, and still not – keeping them healthy. How do you worry about your pitching staff?
3: Uh, you, You worry about them constantly. And, and, you know, it's, it's difficult to understand why they're getting hurt. I don't think there's really enough, you know, conclusive evidence, but I always reflect back on how much these kids that get here have thrown in their adolescence through the ages of 10 to 18 years old, how many travel ball teams they played on, what coaches abused them, how often they were throwing a week. And you know, I guarantee you, if you do the research, most of them through multiple times a week, most of them didn't keep track of pitch counts and it's adding up here. And, and when they get to this point, um, you know, they're, they've already got a lot of wear and tear on them on their arms. And we're seeing it now. Um, you know, we're hopeful that, that Mason, um, it, it's not something significant. We're hopeful that uh, it's, it's only the muscle and, and nothing more. Um, because he does have really, really top end <laughs> yeah. stuff. And Luis Medina as well, yeah. this kid threw last night. He did an excellent job. He's got four pitch mix. Um, you know, it's our job to teach him how to do things here the right way and teach him how to command the baseball and execute pitches. And, you know, we're facing a really good Texas team right now that can hit. They're, they're leading the league in several categories. And uh, for him to go six innings and only throw 90 pitches, uh, there, there's something in there. Well, thank you for allowing us into your office. This is cool. Yeah, I want everybody to be a part of it. So um, this is where I work and uh, and I'm hopeful to stay around for a little while.
0: And uh, have fun with the family and uh, tell your wife Happy Mother's Day. I will. Thanks. That's the Mark Katze Show right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live, brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Once again, go to nestbedding.com or their locations in the Bay Area. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your order. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. How about a look at Katsay's office there? That's something that we get, uh, we get a lot as we got some fans rolling in here to the treehouse. You know, the thing that has to definitely change. We're crunching some numbers today. The pitching, because... Like like we're talking about with Marc there. I think everybody is going to be on board that we're pretty excited and and not overselling this because obviously we know what the record is at 8-31, but there is some excitement about what we are starting to see with Ruiz and what we're seeing with Noda and what we're seeing with Rooker and what we're seeing with Bladé. Throw in Langoliers. That is a five, even though Rooker, I mention all the time, he's 28. Even that's a five that you look at and you can say, that's the future. And as Dave Stewart said, as Mark Kotze said, young guys got to learn together. They got to learn to get it handed to them. And then they start to learn, oh, okay, this is how you do it. And then you start to learn how to beat other people. And that's why I've talked about how don't worry about the actual and it's hard to say this and it's hard for me to say this. Don't worry about the actual record right now, because you're just gonna beat yourself up. Worry about our young players getting better. Because I couldn't sit here right now. I'd have to, but I would have a hard time going, Well, thank God Tony Kemp's leading off. Thank God I let Miss Diaz. Jesus Aguilar, like the older players that that that's been played.
1: Yeah, and the lineup was out today, and I know Aguilars in the lineup because it's a lefty righty matchup. Yeah, but, I get it, I get it, it. But I, but I get where you, I totally understand where you're coming from. You talk about the excitement with Ruiz, and we were crunching the numbers. Talking, we
0: talked with Cote. We understand when it's going to be a lefty righty, it's it's going to be a little different. But I mean, right now you've got Ruiz is every day. Doesn't matter who's playing, he's going to be leading off, uh, batting third. Rooker every day. I get that. You're going to have more of a right-handed lineup today, but. As we go forward, you mostly face right-handed pitching, so we are going to see Noda. How do you not have no, – I mean, Noda is becoming a legit player in front of your eyes. Yeah. He's doing things that it's hard to teach. It's hard to teach someone patience. It's hard to teach somebody how to not swing – basically only swing at balls that are strikes. It's, it, what he is doing is he's showing you a mature game. Now – I understand. I, we, uh, Ken Quark and I have kicked this around after the game. Before you heard Kotze just say it, pull the trigger a little more, right? But okay, you can learn to pull the trigger a little more. What you can't, tough, you can learn very tough to do is. To know your strike zone swing it only strikes don't swing at balls we've talked with Eno Saris by the way we got to get his ticket situated Eno Saris our (laughs) national baseball columnist talked about that was the one thing where the Boston Red Sox a long time ago had this test about you know the brain and the eyes and how they work together and what you see and the one guy that was the best at, at at they there was a lot of visualization things that they had, but one of them was firing stuff at you, whether it was a ball or a strike, super fast. And the guy that had the best percentage or was right the most on what was, and I don't know exactly what the drills were, he wasn't sitting at the plate seeing baseballs. They had these, whether it was goggles or whatever on, and they are doing balls and strikes. The guy was the best at it who?
1: Balls and st- uh, wait. Sorry, my mind was racing everywhere. You are
0: explaining so many things. Visualization drills, Boston Red Sox years oh, ago. Williams. They didn't have this when he was playing. Visualization, oh. technology. Balls and strikes, Manny Ramirez. Mookie Betts. Oh, so went too back too far. Mookie Betts was the best guy by far. So it's very hard to teach someone to only swing at strikes. If you've got a guy that does that now, he's got this mature eye to him. Uh Noda, I think what we're watching is maybe, just maybe, the start of a little bit of a core here where you're seeing some speed, you're seeing some athleticism, you're seeing some offense. You know, can these kids grow? Can they grow to a point where we're seeing a big difference in June and July?
1: Yeah, and you mentioned, I mean, with Noda, we'll start there with him. He has walked 27. We talked about his walk, his walk rate or walk percentage yesterday, which is the best in baseball. He's walked 27 times. That's fifth in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, Juan Soto, he has more walks than hits. So, But he has but 36. The walk but walk
0: percentage rate at 21.8, we will round it up here. In, in I know baseball loves their point whatever. Yeah, We round it up to 22%. He's got the best in baseball. The yeah. best in all of Major League Baseball. There's 30 teams. There's all these hitters. This guy's walk rate is the best in baseball.
1: Out of all AL qualifiers, I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you did. Only one guy is a higher on base than Ryan Nota and Brent Rooker. It's Matt Chapman. So it goes Chapman at 425, Rooker 424, Noda a rookie at 423 yeah. in the American League.
0: Yeah, overall in baseball, Rooker and Noda are fourth and fifth. I mean, what does that tell you? These are not experienced guys. Yeah. These are guys that are learning to do it, but it shows you that there, there's something here. Finally... There is something here for us to watch. There's no question about it. And you're
1: talking about building the core. I, I agree with that because, you know, we've kind of hinted at that, seeing the guys like Blade now being here and Noda and Estee Ruiz, who is on pace for 71 steals, which would be the American League record for a rookie set by? Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton of the then Cleveland Indians. Out of? Arizona. He was a wildcat
0: basketball player back in the day.
1: So, I mean, it was crazy to see him get caught twice last night. I mean, so he's only been caught three times. Or caught, caught last night, he's been caught three times all year.
0: So I, I always go back to this because we're at Ricky Henderson Field, and Ricky Henderson stole more bases than anybody in the history of baseball. And oh, my God, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Well, yes, Ricky Henderson stole the most bases in baseball. He also got caught more than you know, anybody in the history of the game.
1: I'm curious, though, because I, I. He
0: got caught a lot. See, we never see those on the videos.
1: No, it's always the 1,406. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's raising the bag, and you never see all the times he got caught. Uh, Ricky Henderson
1: in his career, like I said, 1,406 stolen bases. He was caught a major league record 335 times. Yeah, He was caught a lot. I mean, there are teams that don't even try, 335, try to attempt to steal 335 bags in 10 years.
0: So you know what? With, with S.A. Uri-Uri's, steal, go. I don't care if you get caught, go. Learn how to do it. Because cause you know what? Next year and the year after that, we need you not to get caught. So learn how, to do, learn how to read the pitchers. Learn how to utilize the rules. Learn the catchers. Learn pitcher's times. Learn all that kind of stuff because these are the guys you're going to be playing for the next couple of years. Learn their tendencies. Learn how to do it now.
1: Yeah, and Ruiz, he had two more hits last night, so he's still getting on base. I know the yeah. hitting streak ended the other day, but he had two more hits last night. So you're seeing something with him. You already know what you have with Rooker and Noda so far with their ba- their ability to get on base. Blade, I know he had a sh- tough game last night, but he's still hitting over 300 in his short, his small sample size, as they say, that he's up here. Then you have the young pitchers like Ken Waldachuk tonight. He's pitching. I went back and looked, and his last five starts, the A's are four and one. As a team, they're four and one. want one to know. But the do, last do
0: five- team wins. Matter. Can we at least say Tim? Yeah. T- team wins matter. Well, and you only have
1: eight, and, and this guy, and this guy's won. Uh, he's been on the mound for four of them. He's out uh, there for half the time you win. So, I guess, are we getting to the point where we're saying Ken Waldachuk is wind day?
0: Are you, are you asking me that?
1: <laughs> I'm I'm just throwing it out there. You're asking me that? I mean, wind day? Today? Wind day. Is it wind day with Waldie on
0: the mound? I, I'm not going to be shocked if we're not that far away from it being in that kind of... If he can harness his stuff, he's got stuff. Yeah. If he's able to harness his stuff, because... He's got the ability to bring velocity, controlled velocity, where he's not blowing out his arm. He's got the big sweep and curve ball, and he's got the he's got the changeup. He's got a lot of different ways. We talk about the tunneling where the ball's coming like this, and there's a lot of versions of way the ball will break, change, fat. I mean, he's got a lot of different things to throw at hitters. He's got the arsenal, he's got the weaponry. To be able to be successful. Now, what he has to cut down, like we saw in his last outing, was the six walks. The six walks led to 114 pitches. And now that we're all freaked out about pitches, you got to cut down on the walks. Because walks, high pitch counts, means you're going to be out of the game pretty fast.
1: Yeah, and I went back and looked. If you look at his first two starts, he was 0-2 with a 1454 ERA, and he allowed seven home runs. Since then, his last five, he's one and zero, a four nine four. I know the RA is still high, but it's better than the fourteen fifty four. He's only he's struck out twenty four guys in twenty seven and third, and he's only allowed five home runs. He has fourteen walks over that span as well. But he's pitching a lot better. He's pitching deep in the games, which is the A's have needed. They have seven quality starts all year from the starting pitchers. Marcus Stroman has seven by himself.
0: And, and the fact that we think quality starts are weak, yeah.
1: we got one last night. Luis Medina had one. Six innings, six innings, three runs, three strikeouts. I mean. Seven all year for the A staff. Marcus Stroman has seven. You're, you're, of you're not
0: even pitching every five days.
1: Yeah, every six, according to Tom Verducci. And, and
0: we're we're happy we're happy about six innings. I I that 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 is unbelievable. The thing that really scared me about checking numbers today, as we do every single day, but I really wanted to go to where the A's pitching staff starters bullpen rank. Obviously, they're dead last. ERA starters bullpen overall they're dead last in home runs given up starters that's the thing you got it they have to stop walking people and keep the ball in the yard starting pitchers for the A's this year have given up 44 home runs by far the most in baseball but the most alarming if there's if you could say the most alarming statistic for the A's in 2023 is simply this The A's bullpen has walked 102 hitters this year. The next closest team is the Chicago White Sox at 71. There's 29 other teams that are not even close to how many times their bullpens have walked hitters. You come out of the bullpen, your job is to throw strikes. It's not time to nibble. It is time to come out and challenge people and get outs. And if you're walking 102 guys, this isn't, oh, hey, this is the big leagues. I don't care what league you're in. I don't care where you're playing in the world. There's no league that goes it's a good idea to walk people coming out of the bullpen. The fact that they can't throw strikes and they so overwhelmingly are bad with walks over any – the next closest team, the team that's 29th in walks, is at 71, and you're at 102. Man, people got to look themselves in the mirror.
1: That's hard to believe. Yeah, it's a 31-walk difference there between the two teams. and we, that's know how, crazy. we know how bad the White Sox have been, but, I mean, this is, this is just brutal. I went back and looked. As a staff, the A's have, on their pitching staff has 193 walks. The most walks in a season, the 1915 Philadelphia A's, had 827. Showing him pace.
0: Well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get beat, get beat on him hitting it. Yeah,
1: like the sixty-eight home runs allowed as an overall
0: staff. Get beat on hitting it. I mean, I I'd rather wear that than giving up ninety feet because the giving up ninety feet, the giving up the walks is just there's a re- you give up home runs and walks. I mean, it's money ball the other way around, right? Let's get on base and hit a bunch of three-run home runs. Well, you're pitching. Is living into the three true outcomes without the strikeouts. You're you're the two outcomes. You're the walk, and you're giving up home runs. Yeah,
1: were, last time I looked, I think the A's are in the bottom fifth of the league in strikeouts. Uh, also, most hit by pitches, and highest opponents batting average.
0: That's another thing you can't defend. Yeah. So that that I mean, you you, you want to know why you're eight and thirty one? It's not because of the offense. I mean, that's
1: actually pretty good. As in, I wouldn't say elite, but it's been pretty. It's been a lot better than we expected
0: far better yeah i mean shut out for the fifth time last night but the offense has been far better than it has been and and, and or what you thought it was going to be now texas comes into tonight. you know you got to give the rangers a lot of credit as they overhauled their front office they overhauled their team you remember last year when the a's were actually in texas you know you're talking about the president got fired President Baseball Operations, John Daniels, got fired. You're firing the manager. You're firing everybody. You go out. I mean, who would have thought they would be able to bring Bruce Bochy back? Who would have thought they would have that kind of opportunity that Bochi you know, would even want to go to Texas? Because we, we, we looked at Texas as, really? But now you're starting to see it with the money that they've spent and what they've done with pitching and bringing a bunch of pitching in. And even though their top guy, DeGrom, still not healthy – it's been a dramatic change. And right now Texas is kind of doing everything well. And the guy they got going tonight, Martin Perez, this guy has loved pitching against the A's.
1: Yeah, I have the numbers. Uh, Perez, they, the Rangers have won five of his seven starts this year. They've scored 51 runs in those starts. Texas has a very good offense. Texas is one of each of per, uh, Perez's three starts versus the A's last season. He allowed just two earned runs in 20 innings across three outings. He's 1-0 with a .90 ERA in that span against the A's. Uh, He's been a revolution for them, a revelation for them since last year. Because remember, he went signed the deal in Boston. Well, if he was and,
0: a revolution.
1: Yeah. That's we're or talking it's about a spin, revolution. Yeah, we're talking about spin rates now, huh? Huh? We had Sammy Spinner
0: was already here. Sammy spin rate. He knows his spin rates. I'm not buying. He doesn't know his spin rates. Quickly, let's go over this again before we get out of here. We got the Sox. We got the Sox for tonight. So, if you're able, if you're listening out there on A's Cast, if you're watching on Twitter or YouTube, we got the we got the killer socks tonight. Come out and see us, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Night. It's Heritage Month, but we're doing tonight, and then of course on Sunday, tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow?
1: It's a special ticket group bobblehead giveaway. Groot from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The third movie just came. I have not seen it yet. Because
0: it is a Fox game tomorrow. That's right. FS1. Uh, We will be A's cast only tomorrow. Correct.
1: No NBC Sports California.
0: And then we've got the belt bag for Sunday for Mother's Day. I think if
1: there's anything we're missing, I think that's pretty sure that's everything that we have for giveaway wise. So we have the AAPI socks tonight for Asian American Pacific uh, Islander Heritage Night. It's Heritage Month, but we're, doing it, we're celebrating the night tonight. Group giveaway at the special By ticket tomorrow. By the way, tomorrow. the bag
0: has so many different compartments for, for you to put whatever you want to put in here. I dig the little pin, the little A's pin on here. I know if you're listening at home, you can't see it, but that's your fault. You could be watching it. Um, it's a pretty cool bag. Ste- I, I, step in, step in the giveaway ups. I mean, I was all, I've always been
1: a sucker for bobbleheads, but I mean we, I mean we have plenty of those now so the: belt, we got groot or groot tomorrow, groot yeah.: tomorrow. but we had the Man- we have the Mandalorian Merc bobblehead already, and um, that, one's, that one's very prominent on the, the uh, remote road studio uh, desk, which we need to add some more to that: I think we have some. I mean, we do have the Otani one hidden in the background, but I think we sa- I'm sure we have some other As ones we can dig up somewhere.
0: And then the snakes come to town. What do we do? We have Tori Lavello. Okay, efforting Tori Lavello. Okay, <laughs> we got Arizona coming to town uh, to end the homestand Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, yep. and then we finally have a day off next Thursday.
1: Uh, David Force is going to be with us on Monday down on the field as well.
0: Hey, I wanted to throw this out there real quick before we get out of here. By the way, oh, we still you, have time. You realize on this date, 98 years ago,
1: Yogi Berra was born. 98 years ago. Well, baseball is 90
0: percent. What
1: is it, 90% mental?
0: Baseball is ni- uh, 90% physical. The other half mental, Yeah, I think, is, yeah. is what it is. I'll never forget, I threw that on one of my hits to Vince Catronio, and Vince was like, all right, thanks, Tony, appreciate it. <laughs> like You don't get the joke. Uh, Yogi Berra, 14 pennants, 10 World Series championships in 18 years.
1: It's pretty impressive. The game
0: was different. It was – playoffs were uh, – they, they were the dominant team. They uh, were going to be in the playoffs. That's but, an understatement. But, I mean, to be – to win 10 World Series, I don't care. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, the question on uh, MLB Now today was, uh, who is the who has the most World Series wins that's a non-Yankee?
0: I did not know this yeah, our, and wasn't even close. Our
1: intern, Renee, knew it. The answer was Eddie Collins with the Philadelphia A's and the Chicago White Sox with six. It's pretty impressive. Six World Series.
0: And he still is uh, fourth, third or fourth in A's single season stolen bases, like 81.
1: Yeah. he. There's uh, The only players with 65-plus stolen bases in a season with the A's are Ricky Henderson. He only did it six times. So it's kind of lackluster. Uh, Eddie Collins and Billy North, which – Estee uh, could maybe pass him this year. Billy North, I think he had 75. The record the last like 13 years was Rajay still 50 in 2010, and Cocoa had, I think 49 the next year, 2012.
0: Estee's at 17 already. I think he can get to 50 easily. Easily. I mean, if he's not breaking this rookie record, as long as he's here, as long as he's healthy, as long as he hits, I think there's no way he doesn't break this AL rookie record.
1: Uh, I think it's no, 66 by I mean, like Kenny Lofton. Yeah, I mean, what, what do we say the uh, the, well, the major league record was when we were looking? It was um, Billy Hamilton of the Kansas City Cowboys or something in the 1880. We're talking about yes, 1889 because the national league record is obviously Vince Coleman, 110. Yeah. I think the record was uh, 111. By the way, Johnny D is going to come over for a few minutes, so we can, we'll, we can throw it to a
0: break so you can go get pretty for TV. I got to go do makeup, but I'll tell you what. I will. I'll say it now. Mark the tape. If he doesn't get 66, I'll be shocked.
1: Well, that's. I'll be shocked. I feel like that that could be a hot take, but I feel like that's not hot take, mark the tape enough for this program. Oh, wow. Now, you saying the Yankees.
0: You're, you're, you're Mariners uh, not making the playoffs and you having to buy me another dinner. How's that? Is that a hot take? We're the Mariners. Hold on. Do I have yeah, we're the Mariners right now. We're the Mariners. When I said, yeah, I'm not buying the Mariners.
1: Mariners are, Mariners are 18 and 19. Hey, they're
0: hovering. Yeah, they're under five hundred. He had them winning the World Series. I said, I'll bet against that. Uh, didn't,
1: didn't say World Series. And-
0: oh, you were hot to trot on the Mariners. Uh, always special to have Dave Stewart come by. Uh, thank you to Dallas Braden. Did you see me throw a little fast one by Dallas Braden? About the perfect game. No one ever asked him that, and he never really wants to talk about it. But for all of us who experienced it, it's like part of our fandom. It's part of like if we worked around it. It's like one of the cool thing. Well, one of the you know what's one of the cool days on your job well, it was Dallas Braden on Mother's Day throwing a perfect game. Yeah, for sure. So it's just not his. It's ours. Yeah. It's all of ours. That's how Ace fans feel.
1: Thirteen years ago, that what was it? Uh, Mother's Day was it the tenth? So, I mean, we played, it, we played the game on AceCast leading into AceCast Live the other day when we were on the road. Yeah. Uh, especially, I remember watching it on the East Coast. I was, still living, I was in college at the time. I mean, now we're really dating ourselves.
0: And Sammy Spinrate, Ruby Lopez birthday, so she's getting a little shout-out. All right, Johnny D is going to be in, and uh, we will see you. Monday. Jo- we'll see you on Monday. Thank you, everybody. Coming up next, Johnny D and the Commander right here on AceCast Live. streaming from the treehouse
1: ace cast live continues with chris townsend well no again this is always my favorite part when it's not Tommy. it's yeah myself and you johnny thank you for hustling over here you looked like you ran a marathon to get over here
5: yeah i just wanted to make sure i got here i kind of got directions. i'm still getting a feel for it so i, I got, got some directions and uh I was able to able to find my way here, and I'm going to get uh, some some directions back. So yeah, I'm not the best with sense of directions as it is. So.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I know it took you a couple minutes to get over here. You got pregame to do. Ace Total Access coming up in about 15 minutes. Yeah, you're going to hear from Sam Mall, Dallas, Braden. Well, how was uh, how was Sammy Moll? Uh, Sammy spin rate?
5: Yeah, Sammy. Uh, spin he was rate. good. He's
1: always good talking about his routine and his spin rate. So you'll you'll like to hear that. Dallas talked about the uh, the perfect game, which I don't think we're going to use that part of it. But Tony, you know, first thing off the bat was like, hey why don't you like talking about the perfect game?
6: And what, what you Dallas
1: say? was caught, on, you know, caught off guard, and he was, he was going through the whole moment, why didn't want to talk about it? It was really good. Yeah. Um, it's so, emotional for him, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like he went yeah. through that whole process, and Tana explained why it was so you know, so big for all, everyone that was involved, because yeah. everyone was here, and they lived it. Well, I wasn't here, but everyone else was here, and they lived it. So yeah. I can understand why Dallas doesn't want to talk about it all yeah. the time. And it's one of those things that's so special. I mean, you, you threw, the ni- at the time, the 19th perfect game. But I think the last one we've had was,
5: was it King Felix? I think King Which Felix might have had 2012. I, wow. So we have not had one since. Because a bunch in a row, remember, it was Dallas and then Philip hum, Humber, right? And Felix. There, there were a bunch. I mean, Chris Heston had one. Or no, sorry, I'm thinking about no hitters. hitters. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, Humber
1: had one. Then it was King Felix. We have not had no hitter no. yet
5: this year in MLB, correct? Is that, uh, correct? that is correct. Okay. Uh,
1: has that, who came? Well, Mason Miller had to. Yeah. Had, he was close. Yeah, uh, yeah we haven't had one. We only, I mean, we only had five complete games. So, I think the most recent one, if I, I mean, I could have missed one in the last week, but Mitch Keller had the most recent. He had the shot out for the Pirates last week. Yeah. Five. Wow. I mean, there's well, – Yeah, it's.
5: You know, I, we're, we're going to see one. We're going to see one. You know we are. I mean, it, yeah.
1: I mean, every year we've. I feel like there's some guy that comes out of nowhere. I mean, who thought Mike Fires was going to throw one when there was the light bank one out? And right. There's, a you know, an, almost a two-hour delay here at the Coliseum. He throws one. Then Minai has one the year before against the Red Sox. I feel like no-hitters, you know, when we had the year, the pitcher kind of coming back because of – you know sticky stuff and all that and and they finally adjusted that and there was a good article by tom ferducci in si today about how that crackdowns actually really worked and you know all the batting average numbers are going back up it. And-
5: they're going back up but I, I i was surprised that i mean they're going up a little bit but but the the average batting average is like three points up maybe like yeah. a 293 296 like or, or on on balls hit and play it's 243 right it's 240 it's 243 up from 239 or whatever but um, the, the, the Babip, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That's up a little bit. Batting too. average ball is going play right. for everybody who doesn't know Babip. Yes, We're so a very analytical program here. Yeah, we, sure. like to, we like to use those yeah. numbers. We try. I'm, lear- uh, I'm We're all learning it. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, I'm a big OPS plus guy. Don't tell me about your OPS. I need to know your OPS plus. It needs right? need to be adjusted. Right. Uh, so tonight, Martin Perez against yeah. Ken Waldachuk.
5: What are you expecting
1: to see out of Waldachuk?
5: Well, I think Waldachuk, you know, uh, you got to give him a lot of credit for what happened last time 114 pitches. I love the fact, and we talked about it, the fact that they, they let him go. and and he, he did a great job. I mean, look, he walked six and still did not have his good stuff and still got the win. He battled in that game. So that, that was a good sign. I and mean, that could propel him a little momentum. He knows the coaching staff. He knows that Kotz has confidence in him to keep him in there for that, that period of time. And, and look, he's going against a really tough left-hander, Martín Pérez, who's starting to, get, starting to get it as he gets older. His best year was last year. So this will be a tough matchup for the A's. I was telling that to Tony that, you know, he had he signed the
1: contract in Boston, didn't really live up to it, comes back to Texas, has a great year last year. Yeah. He's pitched really well in his last three starts against the A's. I mean, they've won his last three starts. He has an year under one in those starts against the A's. He's pitching well this year. They've won, what is it, they've won uh, five of his seven starts this year, and they've scored 51 runs in those games. Now, Ken Waldachuk, you can use this for pregame, on his last five starts, the A's are four and one in those games. Half the A's wins have been in Ken Waldachuk's starts. That's awesome. So, that. there, so there you go. Um, it's a... Is it win? Are we going to call it win day every time? Model Waldochucks on the mound. There I mean, I last it. five games, we're not talking about a small sample size anywhere. I'm kidding. It kind of <laughs> is, but still, he's one he, zero. Their team's four and one. He's pitched a lot better from those first two starts. We had the ERA yeah. over fourteen and a half. Yeah. So he's starting to look better. He had the 114 pitch outing, which I'm surprised we're throwing him out there. I, didn't know, I thought everyone's arm fell off after that many pitches. That's the running joke. So I'm looking. I'm hopefully we can see improvement from him going forward more because his starts have been great. Texas has a very good lineup. And yes, they do. Yes, and, they do. But the A's have a good top half, and I know it's lefty-righty matchup now with Aguilar's in the lineup today. So we'll see if they're able to get to Perez. But
5: yeah, we may see the 2023 A's debut of one Zach Neal. He may be in there tonight. I don't know if he's going to get get it, get the call tonight or tomorrow. He'll be in there at some point. So. Pretty Exciting, uh, exciting stuff. See, Zach Neal, seven years almost to the day yesterday, seven years that he made his uh, his A's debut. So, yeah, I, I,
1: me- yeah I remember we were going over that because I knew you said you know him very well, and I, yeah, it was cool. And, and hopefully, we get to see him. And then, we'll yeah. ju- you know, we'll, we'll effort to get him on ACEcast next week. I yeah. mean, we're, oh, we're, he's all over it, he'll we'll, be all over I'll it. I'll make sure we ask David Forrest about him, and you know, yeah. and, and we'll try to get Zach on because it's a great
5: story. and. Pretty cool. You can go home again, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, it just gets the call no, up. You always, mean, we're we're seeing what Texas and Martin, Martin Perez. That's right. I mean, you, go, <laughs> you right. can go home again and, have, and revitalize your career. And by was- the way, how about the voice on Martin Perez, right? Singing the, the the Venezuelan national anthem before a game against the Houston Astros on March 8th. Got a beautiful wow. singing voice. He actually, if it wasn't going into baseball, he would have gone into singing. Like, he's that good a singer. Oh, wow. I didn't oh, even yeah. know that. So, yeah. look, see, I told you about Wadichuck. He told me about Martin Perez. There we go. There so, we go, Johnny, thank you. Hey,
1: thank you. you got yeah. pregame to do. Yep. You'll hear from Thanks, Sam Ball, Dallas Braden. Is anyone else I'm missing?
5: Those two are the big
1: ones. Uh, oh, Scott Emerson with, oh, with Emo. Ken, yep. Ken Korak. Okay. So, yep. Ace Total Access coming up here in 10 minutes. That's going to be it for Johnny D. That's going to be it for us here from the Treehouse. Uh, very busy, very uh, packed, fun time. We'll be back on Monday at 4 o'clock for Ace Cast Live from the field. Uh, David Force will be with us. Hopefully, we'll get Tori or our good friend from the Snakes, because uh, he's a great guest and a good friend of the program and a former A. He has the great story about how he was cut on his birthday by Art Howe and, and Sandy Alderson. So hopefully we'll see him on Monday, but that'll be it for AceCast Live. Thanks, thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. And Johnny D will be coming up in nine minutes with Ace Total Access right here on AceCast and the A's radio network. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.